Welcome to the Pain Solutions Podcast. Dr. Wayne Fimister is a family physician with a special interest in chronic pain, whose passion is finding solutions for this epidemic problem facing one-third of the adult population. He is a clinical associate professor at the University of British Columbia in Canada and has developed one of the first online medical trigger point injection courses for doctors and nurse practitioners, a technique that is easily learned and implemented into the medical office of any doctor or nurse practitioner treating chronic pain. To get free access to Pain Solutions newsletter, blogs, and to register for his online course, simply register at www.waynefimister.com. On the podcast, Dr. Wayne brings together experts from various segments to share with you how they solve people's pain problems and how you can get this treatment too. And now, here's your host, Dr. Wayne Fimister. So welcome to the podcast. Uh, Today, I've got a very special guest, Dr. Kelsey Bass, and she is a doctor of physical therapy. She's previously worked in a pediatric chronic pain clinic in Texas, and now she's opened her own clinic and is helping this patient population in a very unique way. So thank you very much, Kelsey, for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's great to see you. So let's just go back in time. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Dallas, Texas, the Lone Star State. It's a great place. Excellent. And what was your childhood like? Um, great childhood, typical childhood, loved my family and grew up with both my parents and my sister. I was very involved in ballet all the way through my childhood and that's really what got me my passion for movement and led me to physical therapy because I love to move and help other people move and if you're hurting a lot, you're not able to do that. So that's, from a young age, I started to appreciate the importance of movement. Yes, I can relate. I can relate to that, and you know, as as a family physician myself, and in the pain management world, the, the the role of movement is absolutely pivotal, and often we're prevented from doing that, and thus the challenge of overcoming it. So, um, it's great that you chose a career in pediatrics and very unique area in yes. the pain world. So, just tell us um, a little bit about you know how you came like training through the traditional methods of physiotherapy or physical therapy and then where you are right now? So um, I started just like you said traditional physical therapy school so I got my undergraduate with the basic science anatomy prereqs and went on to get my doctorate of physical therapy at UT Southwestern and which was a fantastic education and I really feel like the most important thing about um, your graduate program is they taught me how to think critically and they just gave me the pure basis of movement and it's up to us to continue to apply that critical thinking as your career progresses, as new evidence comes out. Um, So there's a lot of things I do the same that I was taught in school and then there's a lot of things that I do differently based on new new articles and new things that I've learned and um, that was a more traditional physical therapy model and then at my time at Texas Children's Hospital I had the honor of serving on quite a few multidisciplinary teams from lung transplant to chronic pain and really saw the value of multiple disciplines coming together. And from physicians to psychologists, we all bring something unique to the table and I think we're best as a team. So that's kind of where I started to really appreciate 
the multidisciplinary model and, and went to a pain neuroscience education course with Dr. Adrian Lowe, who really got me thinking about um, the mind-body connection a little more, a little past just the musculoskeletal system and started to really see the value in the combination of psychology and physical therapy, especially with pain. Um, and that's kind of what led my interest to participation in our chronic pain clinic at Texas Children's and now in Waco involving psychology in my physical therapy practice. Wonderful, wonderful story. So now you're, you have your own clinic. Uh, you've got these other therapists that are in your clinic doing their their particular focus of practice. You mentioned a psychologist, you've mentioned a dietitian. So just tell us a little bit how that actually works. And say a patient comes into your office and you assess them. Like how, how does all the three disciplines work closely together? Together. Um, it's really patient specific. Um, some patients need all three, some patients need one. Um, the most common combination is physical therapy psychology. Uh, Dietitian is also there. There's so much floating around on Dr. Google about anti-inflammatory diets or this diet, keto, um, and she's really there to kind of answer those questions. I think uh, from the dietitian standpoint, patients come in wanting to try all these extreme things which actually make their life more stressful. So she can kind of calm them down and say, okay, maybe let's talk about decreasing sugar. That can affect our body and how we feel, but we don't need to cut out everything we love. And so when I evaluate a patient or do what's called a discovery visit where they come see the clinic, uh, I look at how they're moving and we talk about their history, how long they've been in pain. And we go into psychosocial stressors, anxiety, life at home, and you can kind of pretty quickly get a feel for um, what is contributing to their pain and their stress. And unfortunately, it's really sad how often they start coming and a lot of them have been through past traumas that they've never really managed or dealt with, which is so sad that we haven't given them the tools. And it's like their body can only take holding that in for so long. And so we recommend for all of our chronic pain to get at least an evaluation with counseling and physical therapy. And then as a team, we kind of decide uh, how much of each that that patient really needs. And and it's nice to work together and be in the same building. So if the counselor is working with pain coping strategies, when they then come to physical therapy, if we're trying movement that they haven't tried in a while, we have the option to bring the counselor in and walk them through those pain coping strategies while we're getting them up and walking again, which is really neat. Excellent, excellent. So let's, um, what would be your ideal type of client? Ideal client? <laughs> um, I, like I said, I was at um, Texas Children's Hospital before, so I love working with adults. I do, um, and I love to have a variety. If I get any of one age, I don't get bored, but the, I like the variety of ages. But ideal client, I really love the teenagers and young adults, and they just kind of provide a different challenge, especially the teenagers. You get to work with the whole family and not just the patient, and I love solving puzzles that haven't been solved yet. Um, so patients kind of come in and this is a bad thing, but they've been to so many providers and haven't gotten any answers. And I love to be, to get that challenge and get to dig a little deeper and hopefully be the one who's able to get them back to function. 
Uh, sometimes I hesitate to say pain-free in the chronic pain world. Um, we really focus on function and try not to ask uh, what their pain level is. So I like to be the one to get them back to function, I like to say. And um, yeah, really the complicated cases, the ones that are a puzzle. Yes. I love that. Yes, I can completely relate to that. So let's just think maybe about to be specific one case in your mind obviously we won't mention details of of names but just think of one client that you've had recently that um you were able to help them and really make a big difference right um i have had a, a younger pediatric client even you know younger than teenager and um family came in really discouraged kind of um, you have to be so careful with HIPAA, but kind of out of nowhere, he started having this pain that has completely taken him out of school, sports, um, really active, amazing kid. And it's so hard to have to watch them sit on the sidelines. And he went to a couple other therapists where he failed treatment and actually got a little bit worse. And then after kind of coming through the clinic and using some of the graded motor imagery techniques, working on laterality, things like that. And this week we have him walking with the shoe on again, which uh, we all take that for granted. Um, but for him, that was a huge accomplishment. So the first couple of visits, having to see him carried in or crutch in, and then to get to see him walking in with his shoes on and getting closer to being back on the soccer field has been really rewarding this month. Wow. Wow, wonderful, wonderful case. And, you know, when, you, when you're playing the role of the, the physical therapist and you're with your clients, with your patients, what are the kind of things you actually do with them hands-on to help them move forward? Yeah, um, a lot of things. And, uh, again, very patient-dependent. There's no kind of one prescription fits all. But uh, definitely a lot of manual myofascial work. Um, really working with the fascia system, which is in between the skin and the muscles, which is a lighter touch than kind of the deep tissue trigger point release. Um, we do go into the more um, muscular releases, but a lot of patients can't tolerate um, that type of touch. I had one patient come to me where their therapist had been dry needling and it was sending her autonomic nervous system um, into almost even more panic and she was having crazy reactions. So we really work more, we start with the fascial system and a much lighter touch than what you would think of um, for myofascial release or the, so many therapists now are doing the dry needling, which for a non-chronic pain population is fantastic or for a patient who can tolerate that type of pressure can be great. And then um, we do a lot of education, spend lots of time educating on Central sensitization, um, I have to credit Dr. Adrian Lowe for this analogy, but really talking about your nervous system as an alarm system and how the sensitivity is turned up. It's like if a leaf would blow by our house alarm and set the alarm off um, instead of the alarm only going off when someone breaks in. And their body, a leaf blowing by sets it off. So we do a lot of desensitization work with different textures, exposing patients to different temperatures, pressures, textures, so they can get used um, to typical sensations again, to tags in their clothes, those types of things. Of course, I'm a physical therapist, so movement, we assess posture, we assess their quality of movement, 
I try really hard to focus on functional movements and how they're performing those. It's really great if you can sit on a table and turn on the muscle, but if that doesn't carry over to squatting to pick up your kid or your toys at home, that doesn't really do that much. So we really work on um, how are they performing functional movements and what asymmetries do we see in that and how can we fix that so that those movements are a little bit less painful. And so those are some of the things we start with. And then um, we do some motor imagery and progressive relaxation techniques in the chronic pain population. And then from there, it just really depends on the patient. Sometimes we'll put a TENS on, and not that often, so. Yeah, yeah. So you're very aware of how the body essentially gets stuck in one position or one area and whether it be the posture or their, their muscles or the, the in between the muscles or the fascial layer which is connecting all of the body together from top to toe and how trauma basically increases the sensitivity of the of the physical aspect of our being to the point where you know and i find exactly the same thing where you know you blow or even just touch the skin blow on the skin touch the skin and they can get this jump almost response with the you know the their eyes open up and they're they, they're having pain when we shouldn't have pain right which is a crazy thing to to hear on a daily basis with with all the pain patients but it's a very much a reality and i love the way that you are hands-on and and you're just so detailed at the most subtlest of levels of trying to release um, the, the myofascial layer and the fascial layer in particular. So I can very, very much relate to what you're saying. And, you know, thanks. I've learned lots from, you know, your, from your insights. So um, just by talking to you for a few minutes. Just one, one interesting question. What's the best advice you've ever received? Oh, man, the best advice I have ever received. I have received a lot of good advice. Um, I actually think the best advice I ever received was from my pediatrician when I was in high school and I was thinking about going to physical therapy school and she said a couple of things when I was talking about what I was going to get my undergraduate degree in and she said to be a good healthcare practitioner you have to be a really well-rounded person and she said you need to be well-rounded and you need to um, you're going to be learning the rest of your life and she said if you're not learning the rest of your life you're a bad practitioner and then she said, for your undergraduate degree, you shouldn't major in a healthcare-related field. You should major in something um, that's going to make you well-rounded, and that is just great to study for the sake of studying. So um, I actually majored in Spanish, and, and that has been a great skill that I have gotten to use in the healthcare field, especially in Texas, um, and especially when I was in a hospital system. We had a lot of Spanish-speaking patients. And communicating with a patient is the most important thing. So if I hadn't gotten that advice, I don't think I um, ever would have chosen to major in Spanish. I just would have gone biology PT. And that definitely has contributed to me being a more well-rounded person and set me up for the expectation that to be a good practitioner, not only do I need to learn my whole life, but look outside kind of our traditional medical model and to kind of approach the whole person. Beautiful. So, you know, you've moved on, you've got your own clinic. What's the biggest challenge you're facing now? Oh, wow. <laughs> We've only been open our own clinic a couple months, so there's a couple challenges. Um, 
One, we are not your traditional clinic setup. And I think, especially for the city we're in, everything we're doing is very new. And um, the PT counseling combination is very new. A lot of physicians still want to just go straight to medicines or injections. And um, I can think of one patient in particular who's been struggling with back pain for a while. And I met his mom and the doctor said, just try, you know, heat and Tylenol a little longer. And we're talking about this epidemic of opioids. And from a young age, if we're teaching children just to pop pills for their pain, even if it is just starting as a Tylenol, what could that be in 20 years if we're not teaching them how to manage that? And so um, having other healthcare providers see this as a first line instead of patients having to find us. Pretty much all my patients have found me, um, which is great that they've been able to do the research. But how many more patients could we be touching if, as a community, we had um, kind of some physicians buying into referring to this model of care? So that has definitely been a challenge. And the other biggest challenge is I have a huge heart, and I really want to help all these adults and kids, and it's expensive um, if you're not under the umbrella of a big system. And so trying to match us being able to keep our doors open and provide the resources we really need to provide to the patient and that we feel are best for the patient, but trying to make it at a price point that is affordable um, for the patient. Because if you think about someone in pain, they have been to so many doctors. If it's an adult, they've been missing work. And so saying, okay, I think you're going to help, but you have to pay out of pocket for this PT and counseling um, is a huge barrier for a lot of patients. So as we are getting our feet as a new clinic, that has also been a challenge um, mm -hmm. for our clients. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Um, and just let's just change the direction a little bit. So the counseling, you mentioned counseling, it can help your pediatric population yeah. or your adult population. How does that actually work in reality? So in reality, um, there's a couple different avenues our counselor works in. One, and you mentioned you do this as well, the CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Um, our counselor's program that she went through does a lot of that. So she's able to work with that and the clients. Um, I mentioned a lot of patients have undergone past traumas. And so helping them deal with and cope with whatever traumas or psychosocial stressors are going on in their lives and deal with pain comes with depression. If you're having to sit out of activity every day, how, I mean, how would you feel? None of us feel good when we are sick and spend all day on a couch. So imagine having spent a year um, sitting on the sidelines or PE or having to leave school early all the time or work early. And so they can help with that depression component. There is definitely, I have found a connection between mood and how they perform in physical therapy. So really bringing um, their anxiety down. And they haven't moved in so long. Some are really scared to move and giving coping strategies that they can work with for their anxiety. So it can definitely range from your what you think of as typical counseling, depression, anxiety, to um, the more CBT and graded motor imagery, those types of pain coping techniques. Mm. Thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, so let's final question. So if, if your audience, if our audience wants to find out more about your clinic, 
about what you do, where can they do that? Um, they can look us up online, www.compleowaco.com, and Compleo is spelled C-O-M-P-L-E-O, or they can call us at 254-892-4957. Okay, well, thank you, Dr. Kelsey Bass, for helping us out today with this interview. It's been fascinating, really enjoyed it, and uh, we'll hope to see you in person soon. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.